Hi, I'm Renee Crandall, and you're listening to the Wake Up Your Life podcast, a personal development podcast for women where we'll discuss how to live intentionally today and every day. I want to be a better version of myself this year than I was last year, five years from now versus five years ago, and I want to encourage you in that same journey. I hope my words each week leave you feeling inspired and empowered to wake up your life and go after who you truly desire to be. I'm in this with you to coach you and cheer you on. I believe in you. Let's go. Hello and welcome. I am so grateful that you are here this week, especially because I am talking about a topic that I care deeply about. And it's one I care deeply about because I used to struggle with it for years. And that topic is fear. What fear does to our minds, what fear does to our present state, how it affects and takes so much from us. And essentially my goal for this episode, knowing that this is such a weighty, heavy topic, that my intention is to share what I've been through and how I've struggled with this in the past to share some of the information that I have learned in the past years that have helped me significantly fight back fear and live my life from a state that's a lot less fearful and more brave, and then give you tools to help you if you are in a season of fear that you feel it's taking over good moments of your day or where you're wanting better for your state of mental health and for your state of well-being on a day-to-day basis that I hope that you are able to grasp that I was in that season but that there's hope to get through it because I think sometimes we can talk about certain topics and share certain things and, and there's so much value in the relatability of I know what that feels like. I'm in it with you. I'm experiencing that too. I deal with stress and anxiety and fear. You know, walking alongside people in our life where they are going through those same things as we are can be very cathartic because we're able to be vulnerable with them and walk through a season of feeling understood that they know how we feel and can also help support us because they know what that season is like. At the same time, though, what I've learned about myself is I'm really encouraged, especially knowing women in my life who have gone through what I've struggled with and don't struggle with it the same. So that it's an example of you can experience freedom from it and you can walk towards victory. It isn't this perpetual state of we're just figuring out how to cope through it, especially something like navigating fear on a daily basis or fighting back our fearful thoughts, but instead looking to examples around us to say it's possible to live differently and it's possible to overcome this in a lot of different ways. So that's what I hope from this episode is that you genuinely hear that I know what it feels like to struggle with fear on a regular basis, but through doing the work and changing my perspective when it comes to the way I view my own life and the way I view my the world I'm living in and the way I view God and depending on my faith, that I do not struggle with fear the same way that I did two, three years ago. 
So I hope it isn't this, I hope it's coming across as a story and as an episode that is encouraging to you to say, here's some tools or here's what I realized in my own personal journey. I hope this helps you. I hope it's not coming across as you got to just get through it and it's going to get better. I mean, it's going to take work, but I I believe wholeheartedly in empowering women in realizing that living in that constant state of fear or letting fearful thoughts rob you of your present is not a state we have to live in. Just because a lot of people struggle with fear doesn't mean it's acceptable. It doesn't mean that that's the only way. And I think for some of us, myself included, for years I thought, well, so many people struggle with fear that I'm around or there's so many resources on how to overcome fear. Like, is this really going to be something I'm ever going to make progress in? And it started with fighting that mentality of realizing I don't want to live a life in fear. I don't want to have a fear-based mentality when it comes to hard things in life or the future ahead. I don't, I, I, I have always, for so many years of my life, I've always feared the unknown. That's just something that I struggled with regularly, that anytime there was something new or there was change, or even like I mentioned, the start of a new year, I would have these thoughts of fear thinking, what if something happens that I can't handle? What if my worst case scenario comes to fruition? What's my plan going to be for it? How am I going to handle it? Like I would just kind of spiral out of control in certain seasons of life because I was just so afraid of the what ifs. And I I would probably say that out of all topics in personal development, the most research, the most podcasts I've listened to, the most books I've read, the most information I've tried to to learn and garner is around the topic of fear because it was, it had always been such a foothold of the enemy in my life in this, in the aspect of being afraid of the what if scenarios, being afraid of hypothetical situations, being afraid of a new opportunity and maybe the bad challenging thing that could be lurking ahead. Or this was something that I hated and I still have to catch myself in, in thinking this mentality, but I, when things were going really, really well, I would have this sick mental thought process loop that would basically tell me things are going super, super well. Something bad is about to happen. And it was just like, I, I would live into that. So it was, I would be thinking, okay, all these good things happened. Maybe I got a promotion at work or I, it was really, really prominent around when Isaac and I got engaged and we got married because I was thinking so much of what I prayed for has happened. Something bad is lurking around the corner. I just know it. Like it was just these really sick thought processes, thought processes and these mental loops that would just take from me. And over the years, really, as I've analyzed like how fear had affected my life and still will try and affect my life and rob me of joy and any facet of feeling present in the moment I'm living in, it has made me realize that fear is an absolute bully and I will fight as hard as I possibly can every single day of my life to not let the narrative of fear dictate the decisions I make or the perspective that I have. Because looking back in my future, all fear had done was rob me of feeling present, was take the joy from me, 
was diminish God's power and his goodness in my life and and oppress me to a state of feeling overwhelmed, stressed, anxious, and incapable of overcoming anything. And I refuse to live in a state like that. And I get really passionate, especially when I know women in my life are struggling with fear or letting fear dictate decisions too. I mean, that's a whole nother topic and episode for another time, but I know what it's like to live in that state every single day or months at a time. And I, I know we don't have to. Like, I think that's what I realized is, is I was letting fear have a much louder voice in my life than it ever should have by choice. And I know that for some of you, that can be really hard to hear that a fear-based perspective or an outlook of fear or letting fear run rampant in your mind is a choice, but it is. And when I realized that it was something I was choosing, I realized then that I could choose the opposite. I could choose otherwise. But because of the way that fear works in our mind, and I'll get into some of the details of that in just a second, but because of the way our mind approaches fear, and like I've talked about in other episodes, the way that our thought processes create default uh, responses or reactions to circumstances in our brain, that we have to start rewiring it. And it takes a lot of intentional work. But I can say, honestly, on the other side, all of that work is worth it. And it gets easier. It truly, truly does. When you know that you can face a hard circumstance or you can attack a what-if scenario thought spiral in your mind and end it before it starts to hurt you or overwhelm you or stress you out or cause anxiety, It empowers you to realize, okay, I can take control of what I'm thinking. I can then take control of my perspective on life and I can then choose to not live a life where fear is calling the shots. Because what I was doing is I would allow fear to kind of dictate the way I would view things. And so then I would make decisions in my life where I would like plan out the future in some way thinking that that was going to appease the fear. So I remember, uh, let's see, I, there's so much I want to say on this topic and I had jotted down some notes and I was just thinking, I, I don't know exactly all the things to share, but I have prayed over the content of this episode. It has been something that has been on my heart for months. I just didn't know exactly the right time to record this episode and talk about it, but I, I believe wholeheartedly that the Lord is going to use it in those that are listening in the lives of those of you listening, because fear is a bully and all fear will ever do is take from you. And what I learned, I I remember, I think it was either from Jenny Allen, Rachel Hollis, or Tony Robbins. (laughs) One of those people explained the concept around fear that your brain doesn't know what is reality versus your imagination. And this was big because it explained why panic attacks happen. And it explained why I could think something and then I would have a physical response to it. So let's say I am really fearful that Isaac is going to get in a car accident. Okay, that's a that's something that I have struggled with in the past of just being afraid that if he is on his on his way home and it's late like i would have this 
fear that he is going to be in a car accident or there's something that's wrong. And so I would feel my heart rate elevate. I would feel some of that anxiety, those anxiety responses kick in physically. I'd be checking my phone. I'd want to call him. I would start to feel myself panicking based on the simple thought of Isaac might get in a car accident on the way home. He had not gotten in a car accident. There was an absolutely nothing telling me that he was in danger on the road. But because I thought that fear, it triggered a physical reaction because my body thought that that was really happening. And I used to think, this is what I used to think. I used to think that because I'm showing a physical response to a fear that I have or, or a what if scenario or something in my head, that that means it's likely going to happen. When in fact, that isn't at all what the brain is doing. The brain is simply responding physically based on what you're telling it mentally. And so it's the idea that our you know fear in certain situations, very few situations, is a really healthy thing. Having a fear response to certain things is not bad. It's just we as a society have gotten really out of control on what we're afraid of. And it's now going into hypothetical, imaginative, worst case scenario situations. And it's no longer we're out in the woods hunting and we come across a bear or a lion and our mind is telling us, you should be afraid right now because that animal could kill you. So get yourself out of this situation. It's creating a physical response to keep yourself safe. Well, that is what the brain is doing even with what if scenarios. It's saying, okay, Renee is afraid of this thing happening. I need to keep her safe. She's responding to this idea in a anxious way or feeling fear around it. This is dangerous to her. I need to create a physical reaction to get her out of the situation. And that's where fear can then manifest the physical reaction of panic attacks because your body is trying to get you out of the state or the situation or the circumstance that is causing you fear. But the crazy thing about fear-based thought processes is that it's not a specific circumstance or environment that we can remove ourselves from physically. And that's where it gets challenging. And what I've learned is that I essentially have to treat that what if scenario, the fearful thought or whatever that's causing the physical expression or the physical reaction, I have to treat that thought similar to the way I would treat a the the example of facing a animal that is going to kill me, right? Like the reactive response of fear in that moment is you would remove yourself from being near the animal that could kill you. So looking at my thought processes in a similar lens, I end the thought process. But here's one of the most important pieces. You can't just think about nothing. <laughs> I mean, we know this to be true. And so with fear, it's it's even more intense because you have all of these physical reactions to something that you're thinking. So what I do is when I feel the fear-based what if scenarios, fear of the future, overwhelm of a really bad season of life that I'm in or a stressful situation or any of those emotions, it's usually all triggered by a thought of my own. And so I treat that thought like a like removing myself from the environment. So what I do is I interrupt that thought. So if I'm thinking, 
what if Isaac is going to get in a car accident on the way home? Or things are going so great in life right now. What is the horrible, awful thing lurking around the corner? And then I can start to feel myself wanting to appease that overwhelming sense of fear. I instead interrupt that thought and I have, there's different things that I'll tell myself. So you can pick whatever you find most powerful for yourself. Really give it thought to to think about what would be most natural. But for me, I have a thought that, and this is really simple, but what I tell myself is, God tells me to not be afraid. And I end it. I end the thought process. I don't continue to play out the story. I don't continue to play out the fear of the future. I don't continue to play out the what if scenario. I tell myself that one line, God tells me to not be afraid. God tells me to not be afraid. I tell myself that over and over and over again until I feel the physical symptoms dissipate and I'm thinking about something else. And if that doesn't work, I have different things that I tell myself like, Fear is just a bully. Fear is a liar. Fear is not your reality. And I think about, I forget exactly what verse it is in scripture, but Paul tells us to think about whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, whatever is peaceful, whatever is good. Think about these things. There's like a list of of things that Paul's telling us to think about. And the first one is think about what is true. And I remember Jenny Allen talking about this and she was saying, that the enemy uses our imaginations against us at times. So our imaginations of the fear of the future. Whatever your fear is of the future, it is not your present reality. So you're not thinking about whatever is true. So that's another thought interrupter that I use is, am I going to be facing my worst case scenario with X, Y, and Z? That whatever that fear is, I tell myself, Renee, is that truly happening? Is that my reality today? No, it's not. So I start thinking about, okay, what is true? If my fear is that I'm going to lose a loved one, this sounds kind of intense, but I can rile myself up to tears and distress and fear and anxiety so fast if I think about those things. But instead, when I feel those types of thoughts creep in about a loved one dying, I instead think, what is true? They are alive today, right? Like they are alive. So that is my reality. And I'm going to think about what's true, which is that they are alive and I am grateful for them today. So it's rewiring your brain and it takes effort and it takes intentionality to catch what you're thinking about, understand the fear response you have to it of this, this thought is causing me fear and to interrupt the thought with another thought that actually serves you. So that is the first thing, basically, that like realizing that there's no difference between imagination and reality. Your brain, your body is just trying to keep you safe. And so it does not know what's true versus what's not. And that's the powerful thing about our minds is we can rewire it and think about things that are true that will help settle down the anxiety we're feeling and free us from that state of living in fear. So that was the first thing. And then kind of along with that of the brain like and our body keeping us safe, I remember Jess Connolly shared one time that she flies or, or there was a season of life where she would fly frequently for work and she was never afraid of flying. And if there was some small, some mild turbulence on the plane, it wasn't a big deal to her. But 
she was on a plane one time and there was some pretty awful turbulence and her body started to create reactions of panic and she started to feel fearful and it was a whole big thing. They ended up, the plane landed safely. She got off the plane and it she was okay. But she realized that when she would start get start getting back into flying and being on planes again, she would now have kind of those anxious thoughts, somewhat of panic attacks as she's facing that situation. And she was talking to her counselor one day and she was saying, why did, why did I go from not feeling fearful on a plane to now having one bad experience being on a plane and now I'm struggling with feelings of fear every time I get on a plane. Nothing specifically bad has happened to me on a plane. It hasn't been a dangerous situation, but my brain is creating those thoughts of fear. And her counselor told her, she said, your brain thinks it's keeping you safe by having you think fearful things. So our brain is always keeping track of like A plus B equals C. So in that situation of Jess Connolly on the plane, the plane went into turbulence. Jess Connolly had extreme feelings of fear. The plane did not crash. So her brain is thinking, okay, when the plane has turbulence, in order to keep you safe, I need you to feel fearful because you felt fearful last time. So if you feel fearful again, then that's going to keep you safe. It's similar to, again, like way back when, when humankind was hunting in the woods and they would come across a, a bear or a lion, the, the thought process was when you come across this animal, you need to leave the environment so that you don't die. So when you come across that animal, you fear those feel you feel those feelings of fear, you leave the environment, and then you don't die. So the brain is is like creating these thought processes, thinking it's keeping us safe, when in reality, that's not the thing that kept us safe, but our brain doesn't necessarily know the difference because a circumstance happened, we reacted to it, it led to the outcome. So what I realized is that there can be certain situations I'm in that cause me feelings of fear and I can be back in that situation and feeling those feelings of fear again, but it doesn't mean that it's true. It doesn't mean that negative outcome is going to happen. It's simply my brain thinking it's serving me in the best possible way by by making me think fearful things or playing out the what-if scenario. But instead, I'm learning and have learned over several years to rewire the way I respond to fearful situations or the way I respond to what if scenarios realizing that I am going to tell my brain how to best serve me. I'm not going to just apathetically allow the thoughts to run wild because they have never served me. The reason why I would play out what if scenarios is I thought for some weird reason that if I played out the what if scenario and I knew my plan, if that horrible, awful thing were to happen, that then I won't be as afraid of it. And that if that horrible, awful thing were to happen, it won't be as overwhelming had I not thought about it. This is what I've realized. The thing that I fear, if it happens, and if I had thought about it prior, it's still a total punch in the gut. It does not make it easier. It does not make me feel stronger. It doesn't make me feel more prepared. If anything, the fear that I had in playing out the what-if scenario, thinking it was going to make me feel prepared, all it did was rob me of joy and gratitude for the present moment before the bad thing happened. And so that is something where my brain 
will want to play out the full narrative. It wants me to play out that scenario and that story. And I refuse. I simply say to myself, God tells me to not be afraid. Like I'm not going to live in a narrative that is fear-based and awful. Because here's the thing. If the worst case scenario were to happen in any of the different fear things that I've been afraid of, me being afraid of it today or last year or in two weeks or whatever is not going to make the pain any easier. So why don't we just become adamant and focused on living as intentionally as we can today to realize this is the day we are given and to think about what's true because there's just so many things outside of our control that could actually really go in our favor in the future. And so it's not always going to be worst case. And I remember a a big thing. I remember Isaac and I early on in our marriage, we were talking about fear and I was talking about just how much I was struggling with it. And I said, I'm just so afraid if this happens in the future and I'm so afraid if this happens and I just know that I couldn't even handle it or I wouldn't be prepared and I don't know how it would affect me and all these things. And he said something to me that I want to share with you today because it was so foundational in changing my perspective. And what he said to me was, Renee, in your fear-based what-if scenarios, you are acting as if circumstances change dramatically, but God's resources, God's presence, God's provision stays the same and doesn't change at all. And he goes, if you face a worst-case scenario and you face whatever it is you're afraid of, God will give you new resources. God's presence will feel bigger. God's provision will be different in that season than it may feel today because you're not going to have all the tools and all the resources and everything God wants you to have in a season where you don't necessarily need it. He will pour out new goodness, new provision, new resources as you reach out to him in that season, in the future, that whatever it is you're fearing. So that filled me with so much encouragement because it made me realize, okay, even if I were to face a worst case scenario, there could be so many variables of my life that could be drastically different if that day in the future comes and would then allow me to handle it in a different way or with more strength or having gone through different seasons of life to prepare me for whatever it is I'm facing. As we evolve and as our situations evolve, God is always making a new thing. He's always wanting to redeem and restore and show up in new ways. And so when Isaac shared that with me, I held it so tightly because it's true. I would play out my worst case scenario based on the resources and the circumstance I'm living today as if the whole horrible thing would happen, but not thinking about well, what if I had different friends in my story in that season? Or what if finances looked different? Or what if my health looked different? Or God showed up in this way or that way? I may not be experiencing it today, but it doesn't mean that if I'm facing a hard situation in the future that those resources won't be abundant in that time when I need it. And so that deeply encouraged me because it made me realize the truth that In whatever season of life, God will show up in new ways. Resources will look different. Life can look different. And you can walk through it with a different strength in the future than maybe what you feel you have today. So that was something that, 
like I said, really encouraged me. And the last thing I wanted to share that really helps me and I would say is the most foundational thing that I have taken to heart in this fight against fear in my life is learning that the most repeated command in the Bible is do not be afraid. It's not to love God more, to pray more, to love other people more. The most repeated command in the Bible is do not be afraid. And I take that seriously because the enemy's playbook is the same. I mean, it doesn't change generation after generation. And if you look at our world right now, there are a lot of people plagued by fear. Fear steals, kills, and destroys what's good. It takes your peace. It takes your joy. It oppresses you. It causes you to numb out. It causes you to feel alone. And it causes you to feel helpless. And I want to fight like hell against the attack of the enemy of fear in my life and realize, you know what? God is telling me, do not be afraid. And I believe in a God who is good and gracious and provides and fights for me and protects me and loves me. So I'm going to focus on all of that goodness instead of allow, instead of like giving the enemy more ammunition to attack me and go against me. Because it's those stupid lines or what if scenarios that the enemy is planting into my mind. And so then I am willingly playing it out. And then all of a sudden I'm doing the enemy's work for him. And fear, it attacks so much of our life. I mean, you look at the studies and fear is a leading cause to sickness because of the way that anxiety and stress affects our bodies and our immune systems. But God telling us to not be afraid is giving us power to realize fear only takes from you. It makes you sick physically, emotionally, mentally. Don't do the enemy's work by living in fear. And the thing with that command, God's not saying don't feel fear. Don't allow yourself to feel the feelings of fear. We're all going to feel afraid. Like that's a part of life and God knows that. Fear is a real thing. Those thoughts come into our mind. Life can be hard. There's stuff that we're consuming information-wise that can feel so overwhelming. But don't be afraid. Don't live in a state of fear. When those thoughts come, interrupt them. Tell yourself something that's true. Create those thought interrupters. Take captive every thought that does not align with the goodness of Christ. Rewire the narrative you're telling yourself. And that's what I started to do because I realized, you know what? My mind thinks it's helping me and it's not. It thinks it's trying to keep me safe and it's not. It's just year after year after year and years of thinking that way where it feels so natural, but it doesn't mean that that's how you're supposed to live. And so God's saying, do not be afraid. When those fearful thoughts come, think about what's true. Think about what you're grateful for. And the Lord will show up in those moments. And as you interrupt those thoughts of fear, your mindset's going to change. It's going to be a lot easier to interrupt them as they come in and not play out the what-if scenarios and not feel the fear of the future. Trust me when I say that because I am in a season of life that I didn't think I could ever be in. 
And it doesn't mean that I don't still struggle with fear at times. I, I still do. But the occurrence of it is a lot less than it was. And there's victory in that. When I would maybe have feelings of fear and anxiety every single day, not feeling it every single day is victory. I feel more freedom in my mindset on life and way more trust in God and who he is. And I want to take him seriously when he says, don't be afraid. I don't intend for you to live life like that because all it's doing is it's stealing, killing, and destroying what's good. And so all of this to say, I hope and I pray that if you are wrestling with feelings of fear and you are struggling through it, that God will show up in really big ways to give you new thoughts, to interrupt those thought spirals, to give you freedom from feelings of fear, and to empower you to know that you can experience victory in his name and that you can live a life that isn't riddled with thoughts that are all-consuming and just take from you. It's possible. It's realizing that as simple as it sounds, interrupt the thought when it comes into your mind and begin to renew your mind. Renew the process of the way you view circumstances and the way you look at your future. And over time, as you're intentional and as you fight to do the work, the good hard work of fighting fear, you will feel better and it will get easier. And when those waves come of fear, like I said, I still feel those feelings, but I have tools that help me feel empowered to fight back and overcome those feelings that used to overcome me. I hope that this was encouraging and I hope that this gives you tools that you can tangibly apply to those moments of fear in your life and that you experience the fullness of freedom in the life you live and the future that's ahead. Mm -hmm.